All right. Welcome back to Party XP, the official name of this show that we're doing here. My name's Jeff. I'm here with Lacan, and today it's my turn to drive the bus. And we're going to be talking about a game that has quickly become near and dear to my heart, as well as the hearts and other assorted body parts of people around the world here. It's kind of blown up. Lacan, you may have seen this. I've been trying to keep this under wraps as much as possible. But I'm not sure how well of uh, you know how well I've hidden this. But here we go. Um, but I, I guess before we get started, how's it going? I'm doing pretty we good. We sound much better. Yeah, we yeah. sound much better than we did the last time we were out here. Allergies are not destroying us anymore, right? Yeah, two days straight of rain uh, makes things definitely feel way better. I feel better. I don't feel like I'm dying anymore. Yeah, that's that makes two of us. So, do you have any idea, possibly? what i could be showing you today i actually don't i i've i've been a little bit tuned out from everything video game streaming and uh content creation as, as of late i've kind of just been playing the same games over and over again just falling deeper into falling deeper into the games that i'm regularly playing and kind of exploring right now great so today's game and the game that you and by extension i will be playing for this next period is a little ditty called Cooking Companions. And it's a game, I'm sharing it with you now. Okay. Uh, it's a game where you uh, you and a bunch of friends get together and uh, cook. Okay. And that's 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 it. That's all it is. That's all it is? It is a, uh, a Ren Pi dating sim more than meets the eye type game in the same vein as Doki Doki Literature Club. Okay, But gotcha. I'm not going to tell you anything else about it. Okay. What I will tell you is that I uh, have watched multiple playthroughs of this game, and I played the demo version, mm. but I have not actually played this game myself, so I'm going to join you in experiencing this firsthand myself here. Okay. But I have watched, like I said, I've watched multiple playthroughs, and I've seen everything this game has to offer, and it is a trip. Yeah, I'm like I'm looking at it right now just on the Steam page. It says visual novel, so I'm cool with that. I haven't you know I haven't played a visual novel in a while, so I'm down for that. Uh, you mentioned Doki Doki Literature Club, which is you know that blew up when when uh, that came out a couple years ago. Uh, psychological horror, anime, and cute. So that's <laughs> I like how there's always like anime, cute, and then horror just right. just right in the middle of it as well, which is always kind of uh, fun. I will tell you this. I don't think it's as much psychological horror as Doki Doki. Okay. But there are plenty of, of horror bits in here. But it is a very well-written game. You can tell that the publishers, Dear Dream Studios, it's a small studio. This is their first game. And, and you can tell there's a lot of, of passion and effort put into this. They're very active on social media, and mm -hmm. they're very receptive to their fans of their game. And it's a really cool studio, and it's a really great game, all things considered. Um, for me, you know, when it comes to horror, I, I was never really a horror guy growing up, and even into my adulthood, it, it kind of shifted when the pandemic hit, and I started getting into more of these hyper-lore-focused horror games usually made by indie studios. I mean, obviously the one that comes to mind is Five Nights at Freddy's, but we're seeing a lot of these independent horror games now that have quite a bit of deep lore connected to them. 
and I, I, I sort of attached myself to those. I really enjoy horror with, you know, with with um, with the ambiance and, and when it makes sense, when it's done well and it's done with the environment, you know, sort of closing in on you and and getting you involved into the horror rather than just, you know, cheap horror with jump scares and things like that. That that that's not really what I enjoy, but games like these have really appealed to me over these past few years and it's something that I'm happy now to sort of start sharing. Um, I don't think this is going to be one that gives you nightmares. You know, you're not going to have uh, terrors from this. It's it's a fun game with a couple of chilling moments where you'll be like, Ugh. but I, I feel like that's going to be about it. Um, I hope you're not adverse to horror as a genre. No, I actually, I'm actually kind of in the same boat. When when I was younger, I was a big crybaby. I scared very easily i remember i couldn't get through any of the silent hills when i was a kid uh even like resident yeah. evil which has like horror and then kind of became actiony especially around like resident evil 3 i would freak out every time like the nemesis showed up mm-hmm. so I, I definitely was a lot more adverse to like horror games when i was younger but like the older and the older that i got i became less nervous or less nervous or uneasy when i even like movies same thing like I, I when i was a kid i was scared of things very very quickly i'd have nightmares but yeah the, the older that i got i kind of started enjoying horror movies and like you know scary stuff so i'm i'm, perf- I'm totally down for this yeah it it is a lot of fun and it's like i said it's a lot more of that environmental horror or a lot of those chills and you'll see kind of what I mean when you start playing this game and you get into the first stanza of the game. Um, and, and then as you, you get to the twists and you'll start to see things that are, that are chilling. And so I, I do have, speaking of which, and, and speaking of the story, um, the, the gist is that you are five friends who get trapped in a cabin in the European mountains. And, it's just the trials and tribulations of being trapped in a cabin in the mountains. So that that's basically like the gist of the story here. Um, I will tell you three things that I recommend once you start playing this. Okay. Um, the first is that there are multiple paths. And so with that, you should play the main story multiple times. I'm not sure how long the main story is really going to take you. It may be anywhere from like 15 to 30 minutes to do a a run through of the story. And especially as you start seeing duplicate elements in the story, you may be able to just skip past them. Okay, so the the story itself is not even overly that long. It's kind of a sweet sweet and short kind of deal then. I think so. I don't think it's going to take you all that long to to get through everything. Um, So you play the voiceless protagonist and there are four different characters to build relationships with and obviously the story changes depending on whose path you take so you know obviously there you'll have to do a a path for person a a path for person b c and d and then there are other different things that you can do um that will get you other endings as well and the other thing that i can tell you speaking of which is to be sort of persistent with the interactables uh, you get to do sort of one thing per day. 
And what I mean by that is you get to go to one room and you speak with one of the characters. And then once you end that meeting, the story progresses. But what you can do once you're done speaking with folks is you can click around and you can go through cabinets. You can go through floorboards. Be a little persistent with those because clicking the same spot three times might yield a message that you would think is the final message. But clicking it five times or so uncovers a lore item, which is usually a note, a newspaper clipping, anything like that, um, which do add some context to the story and, and gives you a better idea of what you're dealing with here. So I, that, I, I recommend sort of being a little persistent when you're in these areas. Uh, lastly, there's a new game plus mode and there are other modes throughout the game I would say run through everything blind the first time and then maybe consider going into New Game Plus with a guide to get an ending, let's say, or you know some of the other modes to get more endings. Uh, but definitely run through this blind the first time. Like, <laughs> I got to tell you, just, just run through it completely blind the first time. Uh, you'll also see that there is a free game called the Appetizer Edition that's connected with Cooking Companions. This was a demo that came out before the game released, but I actually think you can kind of play it after you play the standalone game mm. because I, I think it, it adds additional context that might be lost on you if you don't have the actual game to understand what they're referencing in the demo, if that makes sense. I like the fact that because the game had almost like a prequel. And that's cool that you can actually do it afterwards and kind of just expand more. You know, like a lot of people, after they finish a game, start to delve for more lore. Like a lot of people, like, in, you know, even if the game's not lore heavy, it's kind of cool that they actually can use it as a story expanding tool, even if you don't, have never even heard of this game before or heard of the, uh, the demo, essentially. Right, yeah. So I hadn't, I didn't realize that there was the appetizer edition. When I started seeing this game, all I saw was that it had this art style. And then, you know, I watched the sort of the first couple of stanzas of a playthrough and then realized, oh, it's one of these kinds of games. And so that's when I immediately went and I got the appetizer edition, ran through it a few times uh, because you can do that even with the demo, which is crazy. Like they, that they put this much effort into a demo, let alone the full game. And you know, unlocked a little bit and started to understand a little bit more about what was happening in the main game. Um, I, I can't hype this game up enough. I'm excited to see you play through this and see what your opinion of it is. I'm excited to actually get behind the wheel because, like I said, I've watched playthroughs, but I haven't actually driven through this game. So I'm excited to see what this game can offer um, and, and how we get to some of those points. Uh, that I've seen others get to, I'm I'm thrilled. I can't wait to play this. I've been wanting to play it for a while, and now that we're finally here, I I'm ready. Yeah, that's, that's good to hear that you're excited about this game, and I've kind of had the same experience when I've watched a game enough times, and then, well, I guess it's a little bit different where I've watched a game enough times, and I never want to go to it because, oh, I've already seen everything. I've already seen and all the endings. I've already, you know, watched all the playthroughs 
and then kind of been like, okay, well, I guess I don't need to play this game anymore. But the fact that you've seen a you know a good chunk of this game already, and it makes you want to be to play the game, you know, get actually get into the driver's seat yourself. That's, that's I think that's a good thing. Like, because there's there's so many games where you know you've already seen it. Like, I, I I've basically experienced this game without actually playing it myself. Right, and I but I I think with games like this where you're you're dealing with emotions like fear and like um the 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 chills there's only so much that you can get seeing it third hand right like seeing it through someone else's eyes and there is something to be said for experiencing this yourself and that that's what i'm most excited for because i did get a taste of it i got a taste of what this game can offer with the appetizer edition aptly named i suppose i i am really excited to see everything play out through a computer screen with my own decisions going into each move and not watching someone play it on a phone screen or, you know, on a separate monitor while I'm working throughout the day. Um, and I'm excited for you to experience this. Um, and, and I know similarly to like how we played, we both played Hades, we both played Slay the Spire. I believe you've played Doki Doki as well. And, uh, you know, have you? And what was your experience with that? Yeah, I played Doki Doki. Um, I When I was younger, I was definitely a bigger fan of visual novels. The older I got, the lazier I got in terms of reading. <laughs> so I stopped <laughs> I stopped playing them, and I was like, maybe I'll just watch somebody play it. And I kind of, again, I've, I kind of just go for, like, the ride-along experience when I got to, vi- like, in terms of, like, visual novel stuff. Recent times, I've been more interested in actually playing through them. I guess an example aside from like Doki Doki for me, like you, you know the Persona game, right? Like, uh, so Persona Five and Persona Five Royal came out a couple of years ago, and it's one of those things where it's like I've watched so many playthroughs. I love the music of it. I love the art style, and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And then I've basically seen all of it, and then I was like, oh, why would I even play this game now? Because I've seen all the endings. I've seen so much of the content. Why would I even go bother going back to actually play it myself? And then when I actually got into the driver's seat, I really enjoyed it. So I'm kind of like easing my easing my way back into messing with visual novel stuff. Doki Doki was really cool. I liked that. Initially, I thought it was, oh, okay, so it's another cutesy dating sim. And I kind of felt dirty for playing it. You know what I mean? It's like there's a bit of like a connotation to people who play like uh, visual novel stuff, and especially uh-huh. dating sim stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be this kind of weeb. Okay, got it. So I I played it. And then I remember it just took a hard turn and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And it's funny because there are other darker visual novels or other like, you know, hard emotional hitting visual novels that a lot of people kind of got introduced to because of Doki Doki being like their first foray into, into the, the medium. So it's, it's, I, you know, I, I really like that Doki Doki would, was relatively easy to, to consume. And I like the fact that it was different in terms of in terms of how what I initially thought it was going to be. Like, I like the fact that it had like a mask off moment. I'm like, oh, by the way, we're no longer this cutesy game. Enjoy the ride. Sorry, that was just a, a really good pun for what we've been talking about. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I had that pun <laughs> in my back pocket for like five minutes without without even knowing. <laughs> so that's it for me. I, I don't want to reveal too much. I just want you to start playing this, and I want to start playing this. Oh, yeah, I'm totally down. I'm so excited. 
I'm totally yeah, I'm totally down to to get to get through this game. I mean, because you said that, again the 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 playthroughs are relatively short. You said 15 to 30 minutes each one. Yeah, I th- I don't think it should take you that long okay. to at least play your first playthrough, get all the way to the end, and then be in a position where you can start over and start to work on the um you know the exploration the, aspect of it. I guess right. Right on the rep the reputation. I don't know what else, I forget what it's called. Um, the affection meters yes thank you the affection system yeah. where you can start to get your heart start to unlock more about the game uh about the backstory and then learn more a little bit more about these characters yeah i'm excited man i, I appreciate you throwing this game out here yeah I'm, I'm totally ready to get get this game going all right folks we're back it's been two weeks both Lacan and I have played Cooking Companions, so right off the bat, I guess, tell me what you thought, Lacan. I mentioned this before, where I get not really scared of horror games, but I tend to overanalyze. I did predict a couple things. That being said, I really enjoyed the ride. I actually, I actually really oh, yeah. like the story of it. I like I like the way that the characters kind of interplayed and interact with each other. You know, it was, it was, oh, it was really good. We really, should probably really, really good. I'm uh, sorry to cut through. you off. Uh, we should probably preface. This is going to be a spoiler sort of discussion. So uh, yeah, if, spoiler if, if you're listening out there, yeah, and you haven't played this and you want to experience this, you know, sight unseen, I would wait and come back to this later. Yeah, but continue. We're covering, I'm sorry. We're going to be covering a lot of things in terms of what happens in the game in this episode. But yeah, like the characters are cool. I like the designs. Confused me a little bit when I was like kind of looking into like how old the characters were. But right. I, guess, I guess this is just because they're anime characters, right? So I'm like, I guess I couldn't really judge how old they were. I assume I actually thought Anatoly and Mariah were a little bit younger because their character models seemed tiny in comparison to Gregor and uh, Karen. Right. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that, <laughs> but, but I mean, if you look at the, the extras menu and you go through all of the, uh, if you go through all of the, the artwork, it does show you that they're like in their early to mid 20s. Yeah, yeah. When you, because the game is, you know, very much like a, other like RPGs or visual novel games where they have like a character sheet essentially, right? Like they have like background and, you know, history. Like it's a quick read on the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, you know, I had like looked into it's like, oh, okay, there's this, there's a setting of the game, you know, the story is like they're characters who are escaping like you know conflicted areas in ukraine i'm like oh that's timely right now i feel yeah right i mean it's (laughs) it it just so happens that this game came out that takes place during the first ukrainian conflict as as we have another ukrainian conflict going on right now yeah uh, i was like oh cool i'm now i'm sad and i realized that the world has not changed at all (laughs) yeah actual politics aside i guess I didn't do a whole lot of digging outside of the game. A lot of times, like once I finish a game and I've done a decent amount of the content in it, I start to go like looking into other like lore stuff or background, you know, stuff of the game or characters and expanded like information on it. The only reason I haven't done that is I have beaten the game. I have beaten the nightmare mode, which is the first mode after you beat the first playthrough of the game, I guess. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I did the new game plus, but right. I did not get everything done. I'm still missing like, eight achievements or something like that so okay. i i will be going back to finish this event like fully like finish this game eventually which is why i haven't done any more digging outside for like you know looking at the wiki you know what i mean for like other yeah. all this other stuff uh i think once i hit the game and i just want to clarify things i tend to hit wiki just to like you know for people who have done more analysis 
on stuff like stuff like this, especially really like lore intensive games. You know what I mean? Or just oh, yeah. more expansive, I guess, if you're more expansion on the lore to clarify things for me. Because I'm not right. super sharp when it comes to stuff like that. But I do like sometimes I might have thought something, misunderstood it, just created this opinion and I'm like, oh, I was wrong. Okay, now I see what they're trying to do with this character or this storyline or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the good news is is that there is no dedicated fan wiki to this game just yet. Uh, probably because it is a smaller game and there's not a whole lot to go off of. Because basically, if you play through the, the game, the new game plus and the nightmare mode, that that's basically it as far as lore and, and things like that are concerned. So, you know, it, it hasn't gotten there. So don't worry about finding things on a wiki. Uh, it, it's more about going to, you know, Matt Pat's websites, game theorists and, and GT live and stumbling upon his cooking companions videos. And, and mm. that'll, that'll unlock quite a bit for you. But I mean, it, it's all the same. Everything he talks about is the same stuff that you can find in the game itself. Okay, so everything's essentially included. I just have to find it eventually, basically, through my playthroughs. Right, and and the game does kind of a good job if you're not finding the, the, the things that you need, the, the interactables that you need to find. It will actually do a good job of helping you find them, which was something that I didn't know, you know, without playing it myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm just looking it up here. Anatoly's 25. He's the only uh, one of these character sheets that I can find. I'm looking at a French version of the Kickstarter. Yeah. So Mariah's 20, Anatoly's 25, Gregor's 33, and Karen's 27. So this was definitely a group uh, made out of necessity, not out of uh, any sort of past experiences, I think. Okay. What my playthrough is like you can kind of understand there are there's familiar familiarity within this group. Gregor and Anatoly seem very friendly. Mariah and Anatoly seem to like, you know, jab at each other. And then Karen Karen just seems rude. Like initially off the bat, I thought like, oh, she's like a bit of like a interesting character. I used to throw into this dynamic of these people who are supposedly coming together in terms of like getting it out of wherever they're coming from, basically, right? Because initially when you come into the cabin, it's like, oh cool, good thing we found this place you know, we have some cover from wherever we are, you know, instead of just being out in the wild, I guess. Yeah. Like we discussed before, every game needs the Andre. And so she is definitely the, the Andre. And it, it, it would be the same without her. Right. Just like yeah. in Doki Doki oh, no, where you have Monica. Yeah, absolutely. Eating. Karen, Karen is like, Oh, cool. Once you start to see like how the story develops, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like I understand exactly why this character is so super important. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess maybe we should talk about what actually happens in this game, right? Yep. All right, so I'll I'll drive, I guess, and inform everyone. So the game starts with you as the silent protagonist and four folks, Karen, a red-haired, angry Yandere woman, uh, Mariah, the brown-haired, sort of sheepish, shy girl character. Uh, Anatoly is kind of the bookworm, geeky character uh, with the squirrel companion, and then Gregor's the big meathead of the group the gentle giant, so to speak. And the story begins with the five of you in a cabin and you stumble upon it and everybody starts to start picking up jobs. And, you know, you're trying to survive in this cabin in the wilderness. And as the game progresses, you're able to, you know, build up relationships with the, the, the four characters and 
depending on which character you build your relationship with the the game doesn't change the the story kind of happens all the same but you'll be able to unlock some some lore bits right here and there and you'll learn more about the characters and their situations eventually food starts getting more and more scarce uh you don't ever have any meat everything you cook is a vegetarian dish in the beginning and you're going to want to keep that in mind as you play through the games uh eventually it gets to the point where a giant rainstorm floods the area around you and you're stranded in this cabin and so as you start to run out of food you you all make a difficult decision and mariah ends up leaving the cabin her aim is to swim through the floodwaters to find food for the rest of you. Your character returns the next morning with meat from a secret stash, and you feed it to your friends. Everybody is happy with the meat. Uh, but eventually, of course, because this is the olden days, you don't have a refrigerator, the meat runs out, and the group decides that Anatoly should be the next one to go because he is the, the the next best character to identify edible items in the wilderness. He's, you know, a, a bookworm expert on plants and, and mushrooms and the like. So he leaves, and then you're able to get some more meat, and then the game kind of kicks off. So anything you want to say before we get into it? I guess... A quick bit on Anatoly. He's like depicted as a nerd character. <coughs> Sorry. He's depicted as a nerd character. Leave it in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like book smart, right? But I, it's funny because you do have some interaction with Karen for sure about Anatoly not actually being that smart. And I think Mariah mm -hmm. as well, too. I think she jabs him for something relatively early on in the dialogue oh, yeah. that she like. It her, again, like Mariah seems more friendly banter, while Karen seems to be more like a bitch. Like for lack of a lack of a, she's a bitch. You yeah, know what I mean, like yeah. to, to the other characters, basically. Yes, she is a bitch to all the other characters, and it, it you you come to find out that even though Bookworm is the only way that I've been able to describe him, he can't read. Yeah, like you you see him in one of the scenes. Uh, I guess when you're talking to him, trying to raise you know you to raise your your relationship meter with him. He's holding the book upside down, which I found kind of funny because yeah. like, initially Karen, like, Karen makes a jab at him, right? And Mariah makes the, makes the friendly jab at him. And then one of the dialogue shows up saying, oh, yeah, I know for sure he can't read. I'm like, whoa, that's, that's yeah. kind of rude from you as a protagonist, I guess. You know, the, the, right. answer, the answers in the, the replies, I guess, uh, your dialogue choices felt very like one way or the other. And that was like no middle ground for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of one of the things I noticed throughout most of my playthrough. I mean, yep. I guess it's also like, no, it's like, here's a one, two makes it much easier for people to navigate the game as well. So I was like, oh, that's okay. That's a bit intense, but okay, I guess. And then we get to the scene later when I'm talking to Anatoly and like, oh yeah, he actually straight up is holding the book upside down. He actually can't read. <laughs> you know, that that's funny. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that at all. I, I have to I go back and look. I think I, I'm pretty sure I have my order right because I wrote I wrote like a note, like a set of notes of like anytime I saw things in the game. Like yeah, anything, no, you're anything right. that I would I guess would notice. I'm like, huh, okay, that's an aggressive dialogue point. But I guess we'll talk to him later and see what happens. Talk to him in the living in the living room. And yeah, he's sitting on the chair with an upside down book. 
And I'm yeah, like, oh, that's I have, funny. I have to look. I have to look at that. I, I should be able to see that in the extras. It, it's, it's relatively early, so yeah, you, you'll. You, I'm sure if, even if you want to start up a new game and just play through it again, you'll see it. It's like one of the first things, like mm-hmm. the first things that Karen throws out there. Did you put two and two together with the meat? Oh yeah, the fact that we found them, that we found meat only after the characters disappeared. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's kind so of my, I, that's I, kind of what my assumption was. I, I have to. I have to confess. I didn't quite get it when Mariah left the first time i yeah, was because like you assumed like oh she knows she got swept away in the flood in terms of like the story right 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 i didn't know what to expect and then when anatoly went missing and the meat popped up i was like oh all right uh, okay. so here we are friends and and here's sort of again where the story definitely uh hits its apex i didn't put two and two together at first i i kind of thought it and i was like no this isn't one of those games is it and then yeah, and then you remember it, it, like the clicked, and it's like, oh, okay, the game is a little bit darker than what you think it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, yeah, this is one of those games. So with that in mind, you you start to eat Anatoly, and Karen gets what science and what your character calls the hunger. They succumb to the hunger they always do, where they they get a taste of the the human flesh and they want more and more of it. Um. The one line that that really gets me is when Gregor goes, oh, God, already when when you come in with the meat after Anatoly leaves. Yeah, I, yeah that's I, like, oh, this poor guy. Yeah, I didn't pick I didn't pick up on that, actually, on my first playthrough. I thought I just thought like. um, I, I don't know if he was like just dreading like actual uh, breakfast or whatever meal it was, I guess. Right. Or but then I realized, oh, no, he's acknowledging or he's aware that oh this is like the flesh of our friend kind of thing i was like oh yeah. okay like my i think it was like my second playthrough like the new game plus when i realized that's what that meant mm-hmm. did you also notice that anatoly's squirrel friend went away at some point literally one of the first things uh, one of the first things that I, I put on my notes was anatoly seems to be like a nerd character he has a, and then like in parentheses he has a cute little squirrel buddy that's cool and then yeah and for no, the first two stanzas so he disappeared the squirrel disappeared i think upon the first day you guys eat meat and i don't yeah. i don't know if that's used as like because the thing is i also no one acknowledges the squirrel so i don't know if like right. if it was like a figment of his imagination or my imagination as character or it's meant yeah. to just be like a flag of like this is kind of like anatoly still you know he's still fully here with us and then like when right. it disappears i'm like oh is that like his little you know is that like a flag showing like oh no anatoly is no longer complete yeah no and it's also like um this is where where desperation starts to kick in right mm-hmm. where you're eating your first of all like you run out of your normal food you run out of your bread your jam your spring rolls and all of that and now you're eating squirrel meat mm-hmm. which is not something you would particularly uh normally eat right yeah uh so you eat anatoly anatoly's done and then karen karen gets the hunger and she becomes ravenous and she decides that she's going to slip something into Gregor's drink and basically drug him and chop off his arm and both legs and eat them. And Gregor dies on the couch where he sleeps throughout the night. And then it's just you and Karen in the house and the game sort of uh, climaxes with a funny enough, a boss fight in a in a in a uh, visual novel, which was funny to me. Like, I, I didn't foresee that happening. 
where you have like a full RPG boss fight with Karen at the end. And that, that, that was kind of funny to me. Uh, the other thing, if you look at Gregor's character, he has ties on three limbs. Those are the three limbs that end up getting chopped off. Oh, wow, you're right. Yeah, just as a little that. fun, another little fun foreshadowing. All the while, while you're playing this game, you meet the, oh, merchandisable characters of the series, the Chompettes. You have cabbage, bread, onion, raspberry, and potato. They all seem like sort of innocent characters at first. They, they provided much of the comic relief in the early portions of the game their um their presence and their importance becomes more important as you progress through the game especially when it comes to potato what did you think about the chompettes when you first met them when i first met them i think i also alluded to this in the beginning uh half of this episode as well where i was like oh they're cute little characters i guess i don't know if i even mentioned it but i remember like looking it up and i was like oh they're, they're cute little characters i wonder what I'm assuming they're going to be just like, you know, your companion essentially throughout the actual story. Oh, they are. They are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are. And uh, I was like, okay, like it's kind of a weird beat to have these things in this, like, especially early on. It's like, okay, this game seems relatively lighthearted, right? Right. A survival, not like hardcore story, but, you know, like, okay, like us and these, these other refugees are going to be surviving together as a unit, essentially, right? And, oh, cool, these are this little friend magical food items that are going to be helping us along the way. Uh, yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's, uh, so initially, early on, most of the, most of the characters, again, like, they're, they, they seem happy and chipper with their out exterior, you know, face to you, essentially, right? And then, like, Correct. it's funny, but, like, Potato seems, like, kind of like, I don't want to be here. You know, like, <laughs> he, he seems yeah. like a guy who's, like, over his job already. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. You know, they're kind of like, hey, come on, man, play along. Like, we, we're, we're doing a thing. <laughs> but, right. they, but like, again, they, they, even though I was like, oh, they're, they're cute characters, but I was like, huh, they have, I feel like they're going to have, like, a weird energy to them at the same time. You know what I mean? Right. As they kind of come out out of surprise, out of nowhere. Like, uh -huh. they're like a hard, hard left from where, like, you know, you're kind of looking for food and things prepping, you know, to, to survive in the cabin for the upcoming days kind of deal. Yeah, they had, like, a weird energy, but they were really, really cute. And, again, Potato is like, okay something's up with you and i'm waiting for like a like a story bit to expand right. on potato i i do like how cabbage is always portrayed as the person trying to keep the family together yeah yeah so so to go through this uh you have cabbage who is the leader of the chompats cabbage is the per like like we said basically the person that tries to keep everybody together keep the spirits you know keep spirits high keep everything light and avoid some of the more negative feelings from the other chompettes. I would say next is Bread, who is full of like puns and tries again to make light of the situations. Even when you sort of come across the implied history that you have with these characters, Bread seems to present it the most lighthearted. Onion's definitely in the middle. Uh, Onion does try to insult you a few times, you know, says you smell, says, you know, have you looked at yourself? Yeah, a couple of jabs. You know, things you. like that. Definitely throws more jabs than bread and cabbage, but not as bad as the other two. Uh, raspberry openly hates you. 
Yo, and... straight up right now, Raspberry probably my favorite character out of all these. Oh, really? Yeah, because Raspberry looks like colorful. It's cute. You know what I mean? It has like this just big old derpy smile on his face. And just the vitriol that <laughs> Raspberry oh, yeah. has for you is amazing. Like the juxtaposition of the two is so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, when, when Raspberry slowly, slowly zooms in with the with the blank smile on its face telling you the sins of your past. It, it's good stuff. It's it so is really good. Funny. I love Raspberry. Like it's that's actually like one of the, my favorite early bits. And I was like, that's and again like the energy. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, the energy around these guys feels weird. Ah, yep. got it. They, they are absolutely crucial to whatever's coming up next. Got yep. it. And, that's and then last but not least, yep. And then last but not least, you have Potato, who is you know like you said, Lacan. He he's openly contemptuous to you. He he regularly insults you. He does not sugarcoat anything. He uh, tells it like it is. Um, he will he will chastise you. He'll say things like there's one scene where he's like, when everybody first got here, where did you sleep? You know, like you were passed out on the floor. It was really pathetic. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he he openly hates you, uh, but he plays a big role as we move into the rest of the game. And so with that, um, eventually what will end up happening is before the Karen boss fight, you will uh, get the basement key from her. And the basement is sort of seen as this ominous presence that you don't go downstairs. You don't explore there. You explore the other rooms of the house. And that's where you'll interact with the other uh, characters in the game and where you can also find the lore bits, the notes, the toys any other items that will sort of give you additional context to the story at large. Um, but you don't go by the basement. The, the closest you get to the basement before the final act of the, the first part of the game is you get to look at the door, but it's locked. You can't open it. And eventually you'll get the basement key and you come to find out that the souls of your three former friends haunt the basement because that's where their decaying and eaten bodies are right for yeah. the lack of a better you know <laughs> uh, the lack of a better phrase yeah that that that's where they that's where they are so that's where they stay um and they maintain their human form which is important once we start talking about the endings eventually you'll you'll crawl through the basement and then you'll find karen who, by the way, you lock down there because she's looking for more meat. So you're like, oh, Karen, go look downstairs. There's meat down there. You lock the door on her. She starts screaming at you. Uh, and then the final boss fight happened. What did you kind of think about that that initial ending of the, the game, right? So you you fight Karen. You did First of all, did you figure out how to get to the ending or did you sit there and try to like fight and defend and all that? Uh, I think my first fight with Karen, I think I died. Yeah. So I, I was like, I saw you could talk to the chompettes and they would give you a little health, like boosts every like after you've been hit a couple times already. Right. It was, I find kind of funny. The dialogue there was like, like cabbage and like bread would like actually try to talk to you. You, you like you feel better feel you're filled with de determination right. <laughs> and like you know you yeah like you, undertale yeah you get a little bit of a health like like a small health little bump to your you know to essentially extend the fight if you don't pick what you're doing properly i guess right and then uh, the first time i still died and then the second time 
I tried seeing if I could spam the chompettes and just keep getting little health boosts and kind of just stall uh, it out. And yeah, and eventually he's like, oh, that didn't make me feel any better. I, I, I found that like that one piece of dialogue or like yeah. internal monologue. It's just like, that didn't make me feel much better. <laughs> and like nothing happens to your health. I'm like, oh, that's, that's funny. Right. So eventually you, you consult with the chompettes. Um, oh, by the way, nobody else can see the chompettes. And that's yeah. one of the dialogue options when you when you talk to Karen before you, you throw her into In the, the basement. basement. Yeah, you, it's you like, what are you talking about? about? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? So the, the chompettes are your imaginary friends only. The fight ends. You talk to the chompettes. You, you get your, your words of motivation from all five of them. The fight ends. You kill Karen. And the first part of the game ends. And this is this is this part was really cool when I first saw it. So basically, after the game ends, it, it takes you back to earlier that day, and you see the four characters looking at you aghast because they stumble upon your cabin, and you're not part of that group. You you, you discover that you are not the silent protagonist of this five person group. You discover that you are a silent protagonist that stumbles upon a four-person group yeah i thought that was a nice twist yeah i like that um it it definitely um it definitely colored my subsequent playthroughs afterwards right like mm -hmm. because like okay oh i'm not with them i'm not I, i'm not like part of their party right I, i'm clearly an outside you know interventionist or whatever you want to call it like you're yeah. i'm not i don't have the history with them I'm kind of just like, oh, I guess we'll be, I guess we'll cooperate with this guy because we have to kind of deal, right? Because they they're in this refugee situation, and you know you can kind of be seen as like, oh, I guess we should just join up for now. You you seem nice enough, I guess. Right. Then the 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 opening stanza ends, and then you move into what's called nightmare mode, which has a bigger emphasis on uh, what would you say like the more of the goblin faces right like those gremlin faces yeah and like the, the, the jump the, the jump scare stuff yeah yeah the scary stuff so um, in, the, in the first uh, i just want to make this little note before uh we go into the nightmare mode stuff yeah and, and so on and so forth the first playthrough there were a couple of these little uh jump scares so this is thing I, I like i don't know if people also call this or uh use these terms as well so in, in horror games or games with like small surprise elements, I call things either flashbangs or jump scares. Right. And flashbang could be something like the screen just flashes white to like emphasize a moment and then go back to normal. And then there's the jump scares, right? There's not a lot of flashbangs here, I guess, but the jump scares themselves are relatively light early on. They have this more yeah. of like, um, they have this like, we're going to show you like a, a frame of an image and go away. And it's more to make you feel unsettled than to actually right. scare you. Like yep. in the, like in one of your dreams, right? Again, it goes to one of your dream sequences, a little bit of a random connection that I made here. So <laughs> it took me a moment, but the one where you get pushed into the oven or, or is it? Yeah. The one where you get yeah, pushed. No, that's the, it. Yeah. And you know, you, you bust your way out. I think that's the one where it's like, so I, it's connected to the sort of the Baba Yaga. Yeah. And very good. Very good. We'll talk a little bit more about the, that later. And uh, we're going to go to more, but here's the stupid thing on my end because of the Baba Yaga. I only know the Baba Yaga because of John Wick. So this game made me think of John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> if only. 
and again, weird connection to make, but that is now embedded in my mind because I this dumb connection I have with the Baba Yaga and John Wick and this game now. So like, I, nice. unfortunately, now I think my brain's forever, you know, stained in this stupid connection. Right. But you know, they show, they, they do the Baba Yaga. They do the, the quick, uh, like the flash image of like the person in the oven looking at you, or yep. you know, you, mm-hmm. or you're in the oven, they're looking at you. There's the one with like the weird like spirit kind of like like a you know like strangely crippled and like you know twisted body flashes like on like day two or whatever yeah. it was, and I was like that feels unsettling you know again it's not like mm-hmm. scary but yeah like the connection to the Baba Yaga and then these little flashbang like jump scare moments they're great and I, I like I, I like I like I like the little bits to kind of like set you a little bit of unease after reading like you know a whole bunch of ca- uh, dialogue throughout the day. Like I like I like those things as like almost like a little, a little period at the end of you know at the end of each day basically, right? Yeah, that that is something that I completely forgot to talk about too. All the while, at the end of each night, you are treated to a a nightmare sequence, which is basically just a black screen. It tells a story. You end up dying in your dream. In every dream, you, yeah, yeah, and and it ends with some sort of line like you awaken in a cold sweat or something like that. And there is a, a different image that flashes based on the story. So the first story is about you in water drowning something or something is trying to drown you. And um, you end up succumbing to that and you, you get a look at the thing that's killing you. Obviously, that's in reference to Mariah and your character sort of in this sleepwalk trance. Because remember, you wake up in the middle of the, the, the hallway some nights and, and all that. That's a reference to you killing Mariah. Likewise, there's a dream sequence where you're cutting up a body and putting the cut up limbs onto newspapers. Obviously, that's Anatoly. Uh, and then you have the Baba Yaga story. So there's two of them. There's not just you getting tricked into being put into the oven and looking at the child, you know, on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. There's the one where you're chasing the, the two girls. Yeah, you, and you bust the, out, uh, right? No, and the, and oh, the, no, the, earth, the earth opens. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the earth opens, and then you get the flash of the two girls looking at you as you fall into the, 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 the void, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, like you said... And that's like the central theme of this game is it's just it's a lot of unease. It's a lot of creepy and unease more so than jump scares. And and I think that's something that I appreciate because I don't have to be worried about cheap scares. I can just focus on the lore and the atmosphere and how truly unsettling uh, everything is here. And um, it, it, it does get really there are times where I'm just like, oh, Huh, right like you um the the one and i i do have something up here I'm, I'm just scrolling through the nightmare mode just to remind myself of everything but um but let's get into it so nightmare mode starts like assuming after you kill karen yes and it starts with a starts with a scene that it feels like an homage to something else. And, and I'm hopeful somebody can, can tell us what this is an homage to, because there are di- other homages. I don't know if you've seen them uh, and we'll get into it as we get into new game plus, but this feels like an homage. And basically it's a, it's a skeletal looking bright image 
coming at you, telling you, this is my room, you don't belong here, run, 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 right? And the thing basically uh, starts your... It, it starts your, your nightmare mode with a with a, a scary moment, right? To get yeah. you... Yeah, right off the bat. get you in the mood. Then you wake up to your room in a cold sweat, but you see Mariah's silhouette standing in the door. You come down into the kitchen, and the kitchen is covered in blood, and you start to be haunted by the the ghosts of your past. You get some weird day markers, day you know day question mark question mark question marks. Yeah. So so like in the regular playthrough, it's always just day one, day two, day three, so on and so forth. And one like I think it's like day thirteen, day fourteen, and then it becomes like day six hundred something thousand. Right. And then goes back to day sixteen or whatever. Yep. So there's like one of those weird day like freak out moments, right? In the nightmare mode, like early on, like like it, at the end of each night, there's like a day six one six day question mark question mark question mark, right? Day six hundred thousand something. It's like I I thought like oh like is my character just straight up insane here or is this like one of those things where I have no idea where I actually am kind of deal like my my character is living in a like essentially in their own, within their own perpetual loop within their right. own mind essentially like trapped in their own consciousness I guess. And as you know, kind of like a kind of B, right? Like, yeah, like it's, it's it's clearly there's a sense of like instability within your character, basically, right? That's kind of the whole, I guess, vibe they're kind of giving you, I guess. Right. So then you uh, you kind of just progress through. You wake up in the bathroom. Raspberry makes fun of you, and uh, everything's bloody. It, it, by the way, like I feel, I think like every every other screen in this nightmare mode was like blood everywhere. Yeah. So it's meant to be yep. even more uneasy when you're playing through it, you know. Correct. It gives you that like big text nightmare mode on, and it's like you're like, okay, so I'm assuming this is gonna be like the scarier version. And again, it's like, it's like if not if not scary, again, definitely way more like I definitely feel way more uneasy playing this mode because right. now I'm like now I'm on edge, like thinking, what's gonna happen now? What's gonna happen now? What's gonna happen now? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some lighthearted moments in this, though. Uh, when you wake up in the bathroom and you drop the key in the toilet. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you have to go. So so you wake up in the bathroom in nightmare mode after you have the, the scary dream sequence and you are confronted by Anatoly's ghost. And you, you start to be feel the spirits of the house turning against you. Uh, you wake up in the bathroom and you find a key. And you drop it in the toilet and you have to go dig into the backed up toilet to get it. And Raspberry pops out, makes fun of you, tells you that the key doesn't actually open the locked bathroom door and that they will unlock the bathroom door for you. Uh, You go down the stairwell again. There's that cheap jump scare that you are uh, that I, I think is also an homage. I'm not quite sure, though. Let me let me see. It might also be Mariah's spirit coming out at you. Uh, the 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 trick is that it's very small on your screen, and then as you go to you know put your face closer to the to the screen, it it jumps out. At yeah, you, yeah. Right? It just a quick expand. It's like oh god, okay. Yeah, when you're looking for something, I I I noticed they do that a couple times in this game where they do like very very tiny text. You know what I mean? Not not like yeah. not because the characters are whispering to each other. But it's like it's used to like force you to look, get really close to look at it, 
and then a quick like you know like you know switch over to something like something while you're yep. in your screen like you are like nose to your monitor trying to read something to look for something and then that ah, quick quick yep. like i don't know su- surprise dirt here you go <laughs> pocket sand pocket sand pocket sand is what you're looking for so then surprise stink once you uh once you get the jump scare the credits roll you kill karen again and uh then starts a chompette mode called uh what is this chompettes cabin courses and it basically goes through the lore of of the chompettes and you learn basically the, the gist is that you are the reason that these spirits still haunt this building you're the reason the they exist, basically right right the chompettes are basically the souls of your former victims you consumed them in this house and you uh yeah it's your fault that they're here and so that's why everybody resents you is because they are your victims you you have killed them you have consumed them and you bind them to this house for whatever reason whether it's guilt whether it's for companionship whether it's because you're an asshole i don't really know uh, all I know is that you basically the gist of this whole little segment, it's about a, a five minute segment. You you learn that you are the reason that they're here and. Uh, it, it's your fault, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a cool, um, like kind of like a lore expansion bit where it kind of tells you there's rules to the cabin kind yep. of thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, if, like if you die within the cabin your soul is trapped here kind of bit, right? Like, that's, that's a, it's a, it's a, a cool way to, like, explain it without, like, spelling it out for me. Because you have to like, go around and have these interactions with everybody to, for, to really understand, like, oh, no, we're here because you killed us here kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's was, it was kind of a cool bit. I really enjoyed that bit. Which we will learn a little bit more about. We will learn a little more about later. Leave it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... So that that that's kind of the end of that. So nightmare mode is basically the appetizer for New Game Plus. New Game Plus really turns up the spooky factor, right? Um, right off the bat, you wake up um, in the bathroom after Mariah leaves, right? So Mariah leaves. You're unable to max your relationship with Mariah in New Game Plus. You yeah. wake up in the bathroom. It is pitch black. You go to look around. You look in the the mirror mariah is there staring at you uh or something like that right yeah like is that I, is that is at this point i i think so like you you see something in the mirror and, and like i don't remember if it was in my first new game or it was in my my nightmare mode when you're in the bathroom where there's like a white like yeah it, it's it mariah like, that's mariah's, mariah's like death ghost render form? yeah okay, yeah that's a, I, was, I, I don't remember if that was the nightmare mode or that was in, in the new game plus yeah, but I, I yep. do remember. I remember finding the ghost spirit there. Sorry, I have super horror bros run through up, and he doesn't click on the. Uh, he doesn't click on the on the mirror, but that is something. Like you definitely want to look around with the flashlight. Yeah, look, and, look and click on everything aside aside yeah. from the two sparkly things in the room, which are the things to like move you to the next section. Right, but like, well, the lore bit is the note underneath the bath bathtub, under the bathtub, the, yeah, the key. yeah. And we'll, we'll we'll kind of talk about that a little more as we go through. So basically, Nightmare Mode, or not Nightmare Mode, uh, New Game Plus is the original campaign just with 
more spooky factor, more of these gremlin faces, more of these scary bits, right? Uh, but then you'll actually get to a few of the ending. And I want to know kind of what you what endings you saw and what you kind of thought about each ending that you got. I mentioned before in the beginning of this second half of this episode, I did not play through everything yet. I have gotten one or two endings of the new game plus. I, I don't remember now. I, I'll, look, I'll look through it a little closer next time I uh, pop this game open again. But mm -hmm. I got the ending where I kill Karen. She's on the... Um, like she, they have that really dramatic looking image of her lying down, like you know, upside down uh -huh. from your perspective, and then Turnip shows up. Yep, I got that ending. I I, okay. I, know, I know that one for sure, and I don't remember if I got another ending after that. Again, I don't remember if I had finished the new game plus once or twice, but that one I know for sure. I saw the Turnip show up that can't okay. talk, and they're the Chompettes are like, oh, it can't talk yet. That's fine. A couple of days in, you'll be able to join us, kind of deal. Right. So think about you mentioned the rules of the house. Anybody that dies in the house is bound to it, right? Yeah. So so I think that's the theory or I guess what the game might be leading me to understand is that the turnip is Karen's soul trapped now Correct. in a food form. Correct, because she died as a human in by the hand of the by the hand of the protagonist in the house. Yeah, Mariah died outside of the house. Anatoly died outside of the house. They left on their own accord, right? And that—that's mm -hmm. one of the big central themes of it, is that they left on their own accord. Because they because they ask you also in the big in the end of the first playthrough, and then at like the new game plus in the nightmare mode is like, were you sent here or did you come here? Something like that, right? right. Yeah. So that that's one of those things. Like, I guess there's like rules to how the cabin works, and it's kind of yep. kind of one of these like little little lore bits that you get to pick up throughout your playthroughs mm -hmm. and and i thought that was pretty cool so that that's one of the cool endings right where um karen sort of pops up as the turnip you learn a little bit more about how the chompettes go uh did you when you were looking through the dark basement happen to pick another direction but east yeah i went uh Oh shoot! I think I wrote it down. One second. Um, let's see. Uh, there was a okay. Hold on. My 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 notes seem kind of crazy here. <laughs> like or like like insane. But like, there's like a random Spanish or Portuguese thing section yeah. in the basement. I I I again I couldn't tell which one it was right off the bat. It there's is like, it is Portuguese. Portuguese. Okay. I was like because like, it doesn't look. It looks like Spanish, but it doesn't read like Spanish. At least from my high school education version of spanish of my understanding correct uh there's a fourth wall break with a warning to you so again like it felt like the game the game can't hurt you kind of deal i was like okay uh yeah cool and then there's an i did like the north and i think i did the west i don't think i did, did the south one the north That's jump okay. scare was like the uh the door with like the uh yeah, with the, the faces the faces yo i'm, I'm i don't think I don't think I ever mentioned this before, but I think I mentioned this to you in like our off off recording conversations. The art of like these like full white rendered images, or like or like white and black like drawn images, not like the uh, weird warped ones of the jump scares and stuff like that. Remind me of Junji Ito. I think yep. I brought I brought this up to you and took you a second to like remember exactly who he was. But then once you looked at once you saw it and you like looked connected the name to it, it is very reminds me very much of that style. Like this kind yeah. of like 
physical horror kind of mm-hmm. I, you know thing going on and i, I like i like these little art bits and i was like oh man i wish they would just keep that on the screen a little bit longer just so i can look yeah. at it you know what i mean so the good news is that i believe they are in the extras menu when, once you unlock the the image uh it's in the extras oh, cool. forever I can so if you go them. west if you go west in there there is a... one of them sends you back basically right like nothing happens you just get sent back no, uh, you might not be able to see it. I'm seeing it actually uh, through Super Horror Bros. playthrough right now. Okay, yeah, I'll save, I'll save it so I can actually see it myself later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but there is a little something there. Uh, it, is, it is a little unsettling. The one that I'm really looking at is... Um, let me see which way he goes. If you go south, there's actually a nod to Doki Doki where um, they, they talk about you slowly open the door, right? Which is the the you slowly open the door right is the oh is the, yeah yeah the start to the crescendo yeah. okay yeah so i did that, that. I did that one then as well yeah okay you also get a, another junji ito-esque like nightmare like figure abominate right nightmare yeah. fuel abomination monster that pops out through the door and i thought that was pretty cool that the you know this game has all of these whatchamacallit homages that's the word i'm looking for yeah yeah homage that's fine I, th- I, th- I think that's like the best way to call it because again because again like I'm, I'm sure they're not just grabbing images from other artists like no they, they came together and put put together work for this thing obviously they're but Correct. there's like they're clearly playing on or using these other like experiences that other people have had probably you know with other horror genre stuff you know like you know right. like psychological horror body horror physical you know kind of looking things you know, like not a lot not particularly a lot of gore but you know that's again it's like this like body horror like you're you're talking to Gregor with his arms and legs cut off you know what I mean like he's still alive but you know you have yeah. these there's like these like these different different touches and dips into different types of horror basically in right. in this one game the one that got the one that gets me is when you come up from the basement and it cuts to what's normally supposed to be um the dinner table scenes and Karen sitting there with the gremlin face and it's like yeah. she got out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like a um but it's just a, a dream. That that one was like, huh. Yeah. Even, that even was not, though I was not ready for that one. That one like should have been just like I had like an actual like shudder in my chair. It's like ah. Yeah. Yeah. Even like her laying in bed with you and and the, the gremlin face. Oh yeah, that, that you face comes up. There. Yeah. There's there's like I think there's like I think it's like two, right? There's two different ones that you get yeah. when you're lying in bed with her. Yeah, so you get either like the just like the creepy face, and then you get like the nightmare skin stripped face. Yeah, but for whatever reason, like those didn't get to me. But her with the weird face at the dinner table, back got at the table me. after you had supposedly was it after killing her, right? Like like killing her ghost or whatever. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, sh- she's back. I'll like, go, oh, God, like yeah. here she is again. And then you wake up in a cold sweat, right? Do you want to know the other endings of the game, or do you kind of want to find these out yourself? I'm honestly just, I guess, it's like for the sake of um, our conversation here, give it to me because I, because uh, again, I'm like, I'm still probably gonna enjoy going back to it anyway to see how it plays out. But again, so, go ahead, go ahead and just throw throw the, throw the explanation to me. Right. Okay. So they have a. We've already given the spoiler warning anyway to our listeners, so we might as well just go all the way in. So, so they have a Chompettes ending, uh, a very Chompettes themed ending, where you and Potato. Well, there's two actually. So the first one is where all the other Chompettes leave, but you and Potato, and 
basically you realize that potato is the evil one and that basically you and potato go off on your own and go on like a killing spree and uh continue like this cycle of killing and eating people forever right mm-hmm because, then you have one there's the, there's the bit of the new game plus where or was it new game plus or nightmare mode yeah where essentially it's just you and potato for the most part right there's the there, yeah. it's, it, it's kind of like not that he almost understands you but he he like pities you at one point right like right he, like so it's like it feels weird because like he's he seems to have this like level of contempt for you but right. also like you two are almost kindred spirits in some aspect right right kind of deal mm-hmm. because the ongoing theory is that Throughout the game, when you see any mention of Zaklopane, which is a small village in Eastern Europe, I don't remember which country, Map Pack goes into it. Um, basically, the theory is that Potato is the butcher of Zaklopane because he's the one stuffing the kids in the, the, the barrel of potatoes and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. You and the Chompettes, I, I think you're a part of the Chompettes originally. But you kill Potato when he tries to kill you, and now you become this the Baba Yaga or whatever sort of spirit that that sort of entails everything. So you two go out and go on like you're killing and eating spree. Then you have the Karen ending where if you max out Karen's um Karen's path, right, and you, you have her leveled up, she basically becomes your cooking companion, quote unquote, right? where you two go on a journey together and kill and eat everybody. Okay, so it's kind of like one of those things where you don't kill her, but then she fully actually like becomes your ally, I guess. Because yeah. because in this because in the regular playthroughs, I guess they kind of play with that idea. Because again, I I've never got I haven't gotten the Karen ending. I've only gotten the one where she turns right. into a turnip. Right. So the the thing is because they one of the, the things, idea that she's like okay hey I'm gonna drug I'm gonna drug Gregor and you say I'm not gonna do that right there's that bit of like dialogue and I think that was I think that was nightmare mode where like you know she's like I'm gonna do this and you're like I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do that for you and right. she does it anyway or like you're sitting at the table talking to her and then she just goes off and starts mutilating him in the in the living room right so it's like so I guess that they toy with with that through line of um you know she devolves into into insanity and cannibalism and does it herself as almost like i'll just join you on this crazy boat ride i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go in all in with you well at first it's either well she's just in it with or without you right um but this ending basically so i i think how you trigger it is you say yes to helping her with gregor uh, uh on top of maxing out your relationship with her okay and basically what happens is when she's at the door She's like, I can't wait any longer. I have to tell you. And then it cuts. And it's like, to tell you that I love you. And then it's like, you two are soulmates. And and then eventually she dies because she's not an immortal demon that eats people, right? Yeah, yeah. And so... She doesn't have whatever this power is bound to with you in the cabin kind of deal is, basically. Correct. Right. right. Because she's... Right. Because right, she's not the, the, the Baba Yaga. She's not the, the demon, right? And uh, so, so that's that's kind of one ending. The other ending that I want to talk about is you meet cornbread, and you touched on it. Uh, I don't know if you you know realize, but bread constantly makes reference to his cousin cornbread, whether yeah, they're actually cousins or not. 
Right. So whether they're actually cousins or not is something to be. You don't know if they're actually related or not. Right. But... It doesn't explicitly tell you that they're related or not, but it can be assumed because they're both bred and they, they talk about it. One of the lore items that you find in the living room, I think it is, is a little toy boat that says Raziel on the bottom. And Raziel, yes. when you show the boat to Bread, will tell you that that's Cornbread's real name. You touched on this a little bit where you have to go through an entire rigmarole of steps just to get to a certain ending, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's how you get to this ending. <laughs> okay, so this one's a specific, I have to do this kind of deal to get yeah. to this one. Okay. Uh, it, starts, it starts in the very beginning. You have to play through the entire game from scratch, basically. Uh, and this starts from you in the first instance of you in the bathroom. You have to keep looking at the mirror until your character says, hell no, when it comes to looking at the camera. Uh, and then you have to play through the entire game with a certain path, and then you get to Cornbread. And Cornbread has a few questions. Cornbread's the one that you let go. Um, and it, you come to find out that it's because you were so overcome with guilt because you couldn't resist the temptation of to, to kill and eat him. Okay. And... So, I mean, I, I don't want to ruin the whole ending, but that, yeah, that's basically yeah. the gist of it, because okay. there are a few other... You, you can ask him one of four questions or one of five questions or something like that, and that, that's basically the gist. And so there are a few other endings here. I don't want to go into everything. Those are, like, the most important endings, yeah, I feel the, like. The, the main story endings, essentially. Right, because I feel like the DLC is going to touch on that, basically the... Uh, the prequel DLC thing? Yeah, yeah. It's basically going to be a prequel DLC. Sorry, I'm just trying to make yeah, sure. Yeah, because I remember in the first half, I think you mentioned it's, I, I can play it before or after. It doesn't really... Like, it doesn't matter when I play it, because it, it will expand upon the story, the overall story of the game, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The appetizer edition. I'm sorry. That one, But yeah, the, yeah. the developers have mentioned that they are going to uh, to make DLC for this. Oh, there's an actual DLC coming out. Yeah, and the oh, DLC gotcha. is going to revolve around you as the butcher, you versus the butcher and um, the Chompettes. So it's going to tell you about the Chompettes. Oh, that's cool. It's, like, it's a full-on lore expansion between you and your yep. former victims, basically. Yep. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll absolutely get, be down to look into that then. Yeah, for sure. But, um, you know, do you have any other questions? Do you have any other things that you want to say about the game? Um, obviously I, I full cleared this, so I got all the achievements. I did everything. I love this game. I am so happy that this game came into my life, which is odd to say about a game about cannibalism, but yeah, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed this game and I'm happy that you got to experience it. I wish there was a storyline where I could save Gregor. He seemed like a nice guy. I wanted to save Gregor. <laughs> I'm like, man. <laughs> He cries at the fact that his friends disappear. I'm like, oh, he's a, he's a good man. I want like I wish there was one storyline where me and Gregor get to break the curse and get to hang out and have a beer as bros. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like Gregor seems like he's a nice guy. I, like, but the fact that every storyline he dies at you know essentially it's your hand or at uh, or Karen's hand, I guess more specifically. Yeah. In the in the Gregor storylines, every time she chopped him up and left him on the sofa, and you have the conversation with him, is he like he always gets to the bit of like you know, consider it his dying wish, you put the blanket on him, you know what I mean? Make yeah. him comfortable. 
and I was like, I could, I, I, I should have couldn't like say no. And I'm like, oh, man, like I like this guy. I like this guy as a character. I don't want, I don't want, like, I'll get, I'll put the blanket on him and have him give him this moment of humanity before I, yeah, before he just dies, basically. Right. And I, I don't know if I don't know if that like blocks me out from a different ending or whatever. I guess because I don't think so. Because um, the next interaction almost immediately, uh, I think every time I did it was Karen being mad that he died on my watch right. because she wanted to preserve him for a little bit longer. Right, right. Yeah. No, the only the only extended bit you get with him is before he dies and he tells you the story of his youth about yeah, why his youth story why he's so strong, yeah. Not that I spoiled myself, but I remember like looking up something for this on the Steam in Steam discussions, I guess. And someone asked, saying like I remember someone like asking on the Steam page like, "How do I show this game to a new player because apparently there's like a jump scare in the main menu yeah so um it it, it only happens after mariah dies i think yeah it's essentially, it's essentially your, your new game right at that point yeah i don't think you can see it if it's a brand new game i think you only get it once mariah dies you know how the characters pop in and out yeah yeah, uh, yeah, one yeah, of them yeah, will be well. Yeah, they they kind of like slide into frame, then go back away, basically, right? Yeah, one of them will be Mariah's death, ghoul, ghoul form, whatever it's called, right? Right. Yeah, the the black and white dead form. Yeah, I know. I noticed that like when I was kind of like sitting at the menu before, like when I was like changing my you know uh, feed scroll yeah. through settings and stuff like that, and like chatting with friends on Discord, right. and then I was just, like, I just caught at the corner of my eye, I just saw like the gray like head figure come out i was like oh that's yeah it's like oh go away i was like oh i guess that would be a bit of an annoyance and then if you uh want to share this game to somebody else on your on your computer and then i think that's what the persistent save data clear i think is so you can fully clear everything out Mm -hmm. the other thing is that the uh the title screen gets bloody when you're i think it's when you're in the middle of a new game plus or a nightmare mode playthrough mm, okay so it's like these little like nods to like where you are in the game i guess kind of thing yeah i think so because i just loaded the game up and i completed everything and it's it's a regular old screen uh screen the other thing that does happen when you boot the game up it has like a once in a while chance is you'll get a black screen with Mariah's uh, dead, like face. So you will that that does happen every once in a while when you boot the game up. So I, I like I like these little you know Easter eggs that kind of show up in the game. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I like, even before you even start playing the game, technically, right? Yeah. Um. It. Uh. I guess I, one question that I never thought about actually because I only think about this because we mentioned Doki Doki. I guess in this aspect. Uh, can you mess with the save files in this game? Like the game's actual files? I don't think so. I don't no. think that's something that you can... I, I, I think you can do it. I don't think it does anything. I can't just like delete Karen and see what happens kind of thing? <laughs> no, the, the game doesn't become self-aware and then uh, okay. delete itself. Is no. there a way, yeah, I was like, is there a way for me to make Gregor invincible so I don't have to, I don't have to kill the man? <laughs> Gregor's my friend. I like Gregor. I know. Well, Gregor's best boy. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe the DLC or the happy ending. Yeah, right. Maybe there's a happy ending. It's funny because I guess there's like these like little shit posty things in the back of my head as well. I was like, you know, the so the section where you pick the doors kind of thing. Right. I was like, what if I go right and just Sands is just there? And I was like, I would, I just, I, I, I just, yeah, Sands, Sands, Undertale from the game Undertale. <laughs> and like, I just had this like, I had this like, like laugh to myself moment, but like, what if I just picked right and he's just there? Just, 
And I'm just like giggling to myself like I'm stupid, like before I make an actual choice. But, you know, there's like there's a lot of these cool little Easter eggs. You know, again, you mentioned like there's the uh, the slowly open the door bit, you know, which is like right. a ref- was a reference. And then again, this art style reminds me of Junji Ito. You know, there's like, these weird, uncanny corpse bodies are like, you know, they're really unsettling. And, you know, they're. Oh, yeah. Um, if you look through the window during one of the rainy nights, you see uh, I think it's you see Anatoly's head. Yeah, you see Anatoly. Yeah, you see Anatoly there the mariah when you look in the mirror during the flashlight segment yep i i I will mention this i guess as a short aside uh during the flashlight segment i don't know if i wasn't paying attention or because i was i was playing this game um i guess in my night time because i I work so my schedule is reversed because my regular job has me working overnights i'm like i don't know i was like tired already at that point but when i was playing and i'm like i don't know if i missed it but i was like what do i do with the flashlight segment you know what I mean? I was like sitting here, like, what do I do? I'm like, I'm like just flashing it on everything. I'm like, oh, there's, oh, oh, there's, a, there's a, there's a weird jump scare thing. Okay, cool. Uh, what do I do? You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like hovering over things, thinking like something's gonna happen, and then I just start like, I start like just waving my mouse around the screen, clicking on everything until something happens. Right. Basically, it's like, oh, I clicked the little shiny thingies. Got it. Okay. Yep. The <laughs> but, one thing that I didn't see, and it might be because I'm combining the appetizer edition with the main game, mm-hmm. is remember when I was telling you in the beginning um offline or or not being recorded where um there would be a scene where you have the flashlight and you go across the middle of the screen and somebody's standing there yeah i didn't see that throughout any of my gameplay and i'm wondering if that's in the appetizer edition i did not see that in any of my gameplay so that might that might be appetizer Right, I might just be melding everything together. I'm sitting here at the title screen trying to see if I can get Mariah for you. But I don't know if I can get it with the regular... Uh, if I can get it with the regular title screen, I might have to have the bloody title screen. Okay. Let's see. Let me see. I guess have it running in the background, see what happens, and we'll just keep talking. Yeah, I mean, and just grab a, I literally grab a, just like have a screen cap of screen cap of it or something. Let me see. Let me let me let me run through my notes real quick here. Um, I got to the part where Karen's sitting at the table with her gremlin face. Oh, there uh. you go. <laughs> yeah, like these little jump scare bits are you know nicely added in. Like you're not ready for a lot of them. It, yeah, it's 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 well made. It's a well made horror game, and the company is really cool. Dear Dream Studio is the studio behind the game. They're very active online. They really love when people play this game. You can tell it meant a lot to them. Hey, that's it awesome. was a Kickstarter project, which I think has something to do with it. But they're they're really cool, and they did they deserve it. They deserve the shine that this game is getting. It's it's really a blast. And um, as somebody like you who didn't grow up as a big horror guy, who has kind of only gotten into the genre over the last couple of years, um, I, I can't recommend this enough. So listener if you don't have the same weird brain gymnastics that for some reason i can't get out of my own habits please jump into this game it's a really fun play relatively short especially if you can read relatively quickly and you know again i'll i'll, I'll definitely pop this in in the next couple of days and just finish through all the other endings and see everything else and i still have to do the uh was it the demo you said the or was it? yeah the appetizer the appetizer yeah, yeah I'll, I'll play that through that as well too i knew everything and I still played it, so, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I recommend it. Thanks for, tu- <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys, and hope and uh, hope to see you guys in the, in the next episode. Bye bye. See ya.
everybody starts to realize that they're eating your fallen. Hold on. Yep. What are you? <laughs> okay. Okay. No, she wasn't shushing me. She was blowing her nose. Yeah. I didn't know. I had oh, both my headphones in. Oh, I heard. No, I heard. I heard it. I'm like, oh, that's really funny.